Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Maybe Perlo Wisdom and Rico in Berry. Hey, everybody. I'm Jeremiah Maxwell. Welcome to NHL Nightly. We have an occupancy Monday, but I'm burying the lead. We have our special guest. I think the best Islanders fan out there. Kim in the crease, host. Isles Girl 3, Kim. Joining us direct from the island. So glad to have you again, Kim. It's been a year. You've got a lot going on in your life. Congratulations. We talked about it before the show, but I'm so happy for you. The job, personal stuff, the journey. Thank you for being with us. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you asking me to be on here, so I'm excited. Yeah. It's uh, it's great. It's a long time coming. The chat's already buzzing. We already have 15 people in. Uh, Jordan Sunshine says hello. I think you probably know him. Uh, <laughs> Jay, he has homework to do. Uh, probably distressed about his Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, miss the Lefty Stegman. Thank you. <laughs> They're not going to miss the playoffs, Jay. It's all good. It's all good. Let's see if we can. Uh, make make a little bigger. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that looks cool. That looks better. Uh, we have Rico, direct from Barry, Perlo, direct from Edmonton, where they seem to cannot lose, and occupancy from San Jose, California. So we got the four corners of the world. I'm coming from you live from Anchorage, Alaska. It's a balmy two degrees today. Finally Ooh. getting some winter weather, uh, which it's actually been fine. It's not bad. 
Uh, so really happy to have everybody. Uh, let's get right into it, Kim. The last time we talked, we talked about, oh, Lane Lambert was a little bit un uninspiring. Um, you got a new coach. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so I was sitting at work, actually, when everything went down. And my phone was, like, blowing up in my pocket. And I was like, why? Like, what would make my phone? And I was like, no. I was like, like well, I was like thinking, what would make my phone blow up like this? What would be the? And I was like, no way. I was like, no way. It happened. I pulled out my phone. I like pulled out my phone and I saw like the Lane Lambert fire. I was like, it happened. But then the next words I see are Patrick Waugh. And I was like, what the fuck? I ran to the break room. Like everyone's looking at me like, is she okay? I like ran to the break room and I see Patrick Waugh hired his new head coach. Like that was not in the bingo card at all. But I was, I was stoked. I mean, I was expecting Baruby, but like that man, you know what? Screw it. That to me was a fire hiring. Yeah. So I, I couldn't think it's a better, I think it's the best hire of the year. Uh, I think Wah was ready to be an NHL coach again. He's coming off the, in my opinion, an upset in the Memorial Cup with the Quebec Ramparts. Uh, if you listen to the Chicklets interview with his son-in-law, his son-in-law couldn't say enough great things about how he's changed as a coach. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to do wonders for the Islanders. And after Lou Lamarillo is gone, um, which I know it's largely speculated this could be his last year, I think that Wah is going to be a huge uh, bridge for the gap. Um, I definitely want to hear from my other three co-hosts on their thoughts, but I think this this is an incredible hire. Um, I think of goalies like catchers in baseball. They know the game better than most, and I think Wah is a borderline hockey genius, and uh, I, I believe he's going to be wonderful for the Islanders and can't wait to see them back in where they belong at the top of the NHL. Go ahead, Rico. What are your thoughts? <clears throat> Man, um, well, obviously Patrick Waugh wasn't going to Montreal or Colorado or any teams he was affiliated with before, not not needing to coach in those teams. But that was a great move. And the first thing I thought of, too, is bringing in a voice there because the Islanders have a lot of veteran players. I mean, they're not 39 and 40 years old either. I mean, they're still in their early 30s, but they got a lot of guys where if you bring in somebody I think with not a ton of experience and you're trying to tell these veterans, you know, how to, how to cut, how to make this play and stuff in practice. Like Patrick Quo was yelling around there. Like if that guy's talking, you're going to listen. The guy's won everything in the league. I think he won a Jack Adams in 2014. He so he wasn't just a guy praying behind the bench, like Wayne Gretzky. This guy knows his stuff. He's a coach and good on them, man. The Islanders are going to be a problem. I think him there right where they are in the playoff standings, like, just they're they're there with Devils, Washington, you know, crawling up to Philly if they if they took a take a bad turn a little bit. I think he's a very motivating guy. He's gonna get the most out of his players and it's exciting, man. If you're an Isles fan, very exciting. <clears throat> Go ahead, Perlo. Um yeah, like when they lost that game against Chicago, as you mentioned, I tweeted it out that I think it was over. And uh, but I did not know that Wall was going to be the choice. I think it's the most interesting coaching choice that you could take. I mean, this is a guy who's a, who's who obviously showed in Colorado. He had a brilliant mind. It's taken him a long time to mature as a human being. Obviously, he's done some things that have been, but whatever. But obviously, if Lamorello thinks he has matured. He probably has matured. Like Lamorello does not do things off the cuff. So 
Um, uh, this is going to be one of the most interesting hires I've seen. Uh, this might be one of the best moves Lamorello has done in a long time. It might be. It has the potential to be one of the best moves he has done in a very long time. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see I'm, it. You just got to be excited to see it because it's it's off the cuff. It's it's like like you said, it was out of nowhere. Isles girl or like I didn't see it coming. Nobody saw it coming. And boom, you got Wah in there and you got Sorokin in there. You have the greatest goaltender, possibly. You may say otherwise. I, I actually may not say that, but one of at least top three greatest goaltenders of all time. And you have a struggling Sorokin at the same time. You're telling me at the very least he's not going to be able to help that situation out? Like, uh, I, I think it was a fan, Like, I, I agree with all of you. It's more than likely a fantastic hiring, but it's even more so just a more fascinating hiring to see what's going to happen with with this polarizing figure like Patrick Waugh there in, in the island. It's, I, I, it's, yeah, it's a great hiring. It's a fun hiring, and it, it's going to be interesting to see. Just for some updates on goaltending and coming off of what you're saying, um, you know, Varlamov's been hurt, so why Sorokin's been playing so much. It's been a little rough on him, but especially with the uh, defense and turnovers, uh, Wa said in his opening interviews, he's he's going to let goalie coaches be the goalie coaches. He's not going to get directly involved there. He's going to let them do their shtick, which I think is respectful to them. You know, it, he said, you know, if they come to me and ask me something, sure, I'll help out. But I'm going to let them do their shtick. That's what they're there for. He's going to focus as a head coach. Um, but, I mean, he's there. God forbid Sorokin was asked something. And, obviously, he's worked with Varlamov before, so he knows all about Varley. Also, Varlamov just came off IR today. Ken Appleby was sent down to the AHL. Varlamov is back, so we may see Sorokin get a break finally. But it's depending on what Wa wants. And a big thing that – this is such – it's been such a breath of fresh freaking air with press conferences because he tells us what he's working on with the boys, which is something we've been waiting for instead of just being like, yeah, they play great. You know, uh, he is talking about shots on net. I mean, that's the reason Sorokin's been so, you know, it's been tough on him. He has the most shots on net in the entire league. He has most shots on him in the entire league. And last night we they put up, I think, 41, 42 shots, something like that. And he said 17 were turnovers. He's like, that's something we're going to be working on, stopping those turnovers. You take over the way those turnovers, that's like 30-something shots. You know what I mean? So that's something he said that he's going to be working on with the guys. And he's going to help our goaltenders defensively, which is something we have been lacking. And, and getting rid of the Barry Trots and Lane Lambert shell. And he says, start breaking out and doing, you know, these second these sec second attempts and second helps, which has been something I'm very excited for. Barzell said his puck possession plan has been a breath of fresh air to his ears. Like he said, it's music to my ears, he said in his press conference interview. So there, it's just like the players seem stoked about his ideas and what he wants to go forward with. Wa said that he thinks that the players are all in on what he wants. So it seems that things are going to be clicking and it's just going to take a little time for change to be going and happening here. I mean, I wasn't expecting a full New Islanders last night, but I wanted to see the big number one thing was would the team respond to him in the locker room? Because after that, that second period was all Dallas and it was like watching the Lane Lambert team. And I said, when I go in that locker room, I said, here's the big thing between Lane and him. Lane, they come out in the third period and be like, we're done. Wah, they came out, tied the game, and won. They came in there. He talked with them. He got through to them. That was the big thing I wanted to see changed. Did he have 
you know, was he able to influence the team, something Lane never did, and he was able to do that, which was really, and just to give you a little stat here, going into the third period down uh, in a game, the Islanders only won once to come back. We had only had one comeback win in half the season gone. So that was huge. Yeah, I was going to say everything that you echoed, I had heard uh, already from Thomas Hickey today on. Oh, yes, uh, yes, I did hear that, yeah. Yeah, Thomas Hickey said a lot of what you said about Wah and the goaltending. Um, we are forgetting, too, Varlamov had one of his best years when Wah was the Avalanche coach. Uh, so it'll be great to get Varley back healthy for the Islanders. Uh, tons of people to chat. It's already our biggest show to date since we started back up under this NHL net nightly format not a surprise kim is a legend on the internet i put before we get too far and i want occupancy to have a chance to ask you a little bit about the islanders or at least specifically the wah hire and then we'll talk about some other things because mm -hmm. there's been a lot of great things to talk about with the islanders this year uh um so i'd like to focus on some of the positives before we do dive into the negatives but this wah thing is huge um yeah. the uh the the link to kim's channel is in the chat Please click on her uh, channel, and if you, I'm I'm assuming half of you are from her channel, so, but click on there and subscribe. So I really appreciate it. Um, Gabby is saying real quick, wanted Wa for the sense. So did Nick Kiprios, by the way. Gabby uh, yeah. would be would have been good. Uh, big guns, the depth guys. Most importantly, the second stars like Josh Norris, Drake Batherson. He's going to do a great job for the Islanders. Before I let occupancy, I wanted to say one thing. Already, I think the creativity is going to be there. That bank pass off the boards from Barzell to Horvat to win the game was awesome. What a play! I hope this is the things to come that we get to see from the Islanders. But we will see Kim and her, all her gussied up, freaking amazing Islanders fan garb going. <laughs> with her grandpa at the at the table and stuff. So, uh, oh my god, we forgot to do it last night. <laughs> we were we were talking about a lot too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I echo a lot uh, what the panel said, and and I think Isles Girls said it really well with uh, breaking out lanes and Trotz's shell. Um, you know, I've, I've been hearing. Um, a lot about this country club mentality and I'm not sure exactly what it means, but I know it's there. And, you know, looking at the hire, you know, you kind of want to maybe look back and see what went wrong. Like why, do, what were the, some of the defining moments that maybe led to this? And, you know, coaches can, can definitely affect certain things. Um, they can affect, they can't, you know, go out there and play, um, but they can make personnel decisions. And I think that's one thing I noticed with Lane was that he would be, putting um you know certain people on the first line um giving you know fashing and holmstrom shots on the top two lines and you know if you look up and down the rosters um you know some coaches do that but i think it's uh when you don't have maybe your big guns together and that was the first thing with wa that i saw was uh horvat barzell and lee you know get getting together on the top line to kind of defend him there, he just kept the lines of last game. He didn't change anything. He just copied and pasted Lane's lines from last game because he doesn't know them yet. He had less than 24 right. hours with but them. Throughout the season, Lane Lane had put some some other people on. on. Oh, no, anyway. I 100% agree with you there. That, that, that was and, and that was just, just one thing. And, I mean, uh, I forget it was the end of one game and you had the Matt Martin line out too and when he made that bad turnover. Um, it cost him two points, cost him one point. Um, you know, and, and again, I think Lane, you know, he, he had his way and, and maybe he thought that that was the right line to have out. But again, 
you know, Lane, you know, Lane wasn't a bad coach. Even the players came out and said, this one's on us. It's not really him either. So, you know, I, I don't want to take it away from him. You know, he, he, you know, we decided to move on, but you know, he was part of the trots era. And I think bringing in Wah was the right, absolutely the best call. I couldn't even imagine that. I did not think it was going to be him. And I think that um, it's going to spark the team up and down. Um, I like how Wah's committed to defense. I think that's important to me. Um, you know, look at just, um, you know, some of the stats on, on the Islanders from last year to this year. And last year it was the boring Islanders, the under team, you know, and, and this year they're one of the most, uh, you know, big goal scoring over teams, you know, top 10 power play too, top 10 power play this year. That's great. And, and, you know, listen, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, if you want them to, you know, keep scoring, that's great. But, uh, I think they're going to find, I think they're going to find, uh, I think they're going to meet somewhere in the middle. And I think that, uh, they're, they're going to, you know, work from the back up and, uh, you know, I'm excited to, uh, to see how they, they roll on, but, uh, I think they're going to go on a streak here, um, and, you know, bounce back up into the standings and become a competitive wild card team. Like, like they should be. And, and yeah. Okay. Hoping, I, I, I 100% agree with Lane. There was multiple things. I was ready for him to go in November. I mean, <laughs> after that seven-game losing streak, I was ready for him to go. Um, yeah. Again, with, like, line decisions, things like that. Oh, I want to see Holmes from shooting more. So let's put him on the first line. That's not how you get him shooting more. Things that you have to – I just – chemistries that are working. And especially, yes, we lost Casey Zizekas. That was tough. But to move Barzell from Horvat. Your first line, things that, like, a chemistry that you just saw last night click. Yeah. The, yeah. the OT. Horvat, did, you know, called for that puck from Barzell. They have that connection. They can find each other. To break that up, though, because uh, Barzell's an extra center. No. No. Like, use your brain. No, You say no. <laughs> things like that. It's just, <laughs> you know, there's so many things where we were, Islanders fans were sitting looking at, his decisions going what is he thinking yeah. and like i felt like some were like lucky wins but then the losses started piling up again i said i said january's looking a lot like november because it was and i i said this is a repeat and i i guess lou thought so too and you got to respect lou right because lou said you know he's not going to bring in anyone he you know lou kind of waited to make this kind of move and and uh you know this is a this is a move i actually really respect <laughs> for, uh, lou for doing yeah. And if there's someone who could get Patrick Waugh, it's definitely Lou. I mean, yeah. they have a history too. They even joked about it in their their press conference saying you can't talk about 2001. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, we may I not get any trade deadline pieces knowing Lou, right? But uh, the coach move here would. Hey, we have a quiet deadline. I'm fine. How many he quiet said, deadlines have we had over the years, right? So, but Lou said, you know, I respect this too. Where Lou says, I'm not going to make a trade at the deadline just to make a trade at the deadline. He goes, yeah. if there's something where we, I think it's going to be, you know, a positive for us, something that's going to bolster us or have a, a move, I'll do it. And I respect yeah. that. Why trade something? For the sake of trading it. There's Why no pick up point. Ryan Smith for 20 games, you know, from Edmonton back then, right? <laughs> but yeah, it's just things like, and you know what? He did another move this year with the Riley signing, which I, with off the waivers, which I thought was another fantastic move by him. I, I've been loving Riley. I hope, you know, as Wa gets used to seeing this team more, he puts Riley back, but we'll see. <laughs> hey, occupancy, real quick, just for the, the show. Because because me and Perlo and Rico know uh, Cam through Hot Take Hockey and through other things. Let 
let her know your background because even though you live in San Jose, California, you are from. I am from Long Island. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Northport Huntington. Uh, I played in the oh, hockey team over okay. there. Yeah. So uh, 18 years, I, I think uh, we moved out when you were, you know, around 18, 19 years old, but uh, spent the whole childhood over there and uh, went, grew up going to the Coliseum. Yep. Um, that was, that was our thing. And uh, yeah, yeah. I've been sticking with the team. Hofstra radio has been a uh, part of my life for many, Just many years kidding. listening to the, to the broadcast. So yeah. yeah. And by the way, real quick, just to talk about Islanders broadcast, their TV broadcast is spectacular. One of the best with Brendan Burke, Thomas Hickey. They are so good. Butch Goring, obviously the Hall of Famer. Nobody has heard of Butch Goring lately. He's been all over Twitter. What is your thoughts on the biz versus Butch thing? And do you do you think I, I I personally don't think it's that real coming from Biz. I think he's just having fun with it. But Butch is old school. He definitely thinks it's real. And uh I think he would chop Biz right in the throat. Uh although Biz Biz is a big guy. I've met him in person. He's like six three. It's not small. Here's the thing. But... Butch is Butch has cooked him. I mean, but he's been trying, yeah. but Butch has just kept cooking him, which is why we freaking love him. Um, but with, with Biz, I mean, yeah, I think he is doing it. He I mean, his whole job job is to get clicks and things like that his whole job is to like get like audience engagement get people angry because the more people angry it's you know it's the wrong type of attention but that's what biz wants you know this whole thing is a joke to him just like his career but you know that's that's his personal business um but with biz i don't i don't care who you are like you know any type of retention is attention blah 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 but you you disrespect a fan base. You disrespect a four-time Stanley Cup legend when you can barely get a point during your fucking career. Sit the fuck down. I don't know, but <laughs> just personal. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, four Stanley Cups uh, in a row. I don't know. I don't know if I disagree with you or agree with you, Isles girl. But I love that opinion, regardless of whether I agree with you. That was killer. <laughs> 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 that was that was awesome. Man. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I want to I wanted oh, to mention ahead, one thing, though. I wanted to mention one thing. There's another great coach who did, who said what Patrick Law said himself. He said he's going to let the coach, the goalie coaches coach, and basically he's going to do what the goalie coaches tell him to do, and that's what a goalie, an ex-goalie would do. But there's another one that does that, and everywhere he went, his goaltenders went off, and his name is Tortorella. Tortorella believes in that a hundred percent. He believes that the goalie coaches coach, I do what they want. If they need my defense to do this or they need this for my team, to, everything revolves around the goaltender. So it doesn't surprise me at all that Patrick Waugh would say the very same thing. I'm going to rely on my goaltender coaches and I'm going to give them exactly what they need. I just wanted to mention that because that's the reason why I think he's going to do so well there in the island. Yeah, but I, I I loved what you just said there. That was freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know there's a lot of negatives to say about the Islanders this year, uh, Kim, and we could probably focus on that. But I wanted to talk about some of the good things: the power play being one, and the other is the play of Noah Dobson. Um, it's a goddamn crime he's not an All Star this year. Uh, and I know that they just added two All Stars. Excuse me, I apologize. Oh, Connor. 
they added Kyle Connor and um, who was Tro- the other Tro- guy? Tro- yeah, Tro- yeah, Trocheck. Uh, Rangers I, fans. I knew, I knew in some capacity that the NHL would find a way to add one more Ranger in there. I freaking knew it. They would find a way. They had to have yeah. one more Ranger at the All Star game. There. They always have to find a way. Yeah, no, that's really disappointing. I would have loved to have seen uh, Dobson get his um, get his love. He deserves it for sure. Um, real quick, scoring update: Arizona just went up two one. We have a bunch yes. of degenerate gamblers on this. Yes, I know. We always and I need and I don't know. tonight though. They screwed us. Yeah, well, but they, uh, boy, I'll tell you what. The New Jersey Devils made a mistake, and Perlow called this at the beginning of the year. They should have went out and got goalies because they almost choked this game. They were up 3-1, then it was 4-3 Vegas, then it was 5-3, and they were able to come back. But They could still get Markstrom, but yet they, they didn't address the goalie issue uh, early, which There's they should have. They lost Jack Hughes and now have nothing. I took Vegas in that game, so I'm a little disappointed. But, yeah. But yeah, no, like it's it's uh, that was just tough because now they're tied with us with 51 points, which is like, <laughs> thanks Vegas for nothing. But what that's this is a this is a uh, kind of crippled Vegas team coming to us. They're they've been coming on with a, you know a string of lost streaks as well. They've been feeling the pain themselves. So this is definitely something where hopefully we can break out against them tomorrow. They have a ton of injuries, and you're catching them on a back to back. It's going to be a very and, and and then you got a day off with Wa in between. So uh, I'd say I like the Islanders tomorrow. I'm going to take that Wa boost. The tie I was listening to the ice guys today. The Thailanders are no more. So Kim, if you don't know, a lot of these guys, Perlo, Rico, and Occupancy are diehard listeners of the Ice Guys, and they're on during the day when you're being a hero, first line uh, nurse that you are. Uh, and I'm at home, you know, enjoying <laughs> slacking off, uh, um, the, um, the ice guys to a great gambling show. Uh, it's new, I think it's like, what time is it? Eastern Rico. Tell, tell everybody uh, what, Eastern. two o'clock Eastern okay. during the week and 12 noon Eastern on the weekends. Yeah. They go live every day and they, all they talk about is about gambling. Well, the Thailanders was a big thing. Not a bad, it's not a bad thing. It's actually a great thing. You bet the the draw and I was going to wear my draw season shirt tonight, but I, I got shit on it because I'm a sloppy mess. That's why I have the beard. Now it's to catch all the food and garbage. <laughs> anyway, it's just an absolute joke of a human being that I am. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Oh, you saw the picture of me without. I said to you, and you're like, "Is that you without? Is that you without a beard?" I'm like, "Yes, it's, it's me without a beard." Um, you would not recognize me, would you? Um, but uh, anyway, uh, so I have a bunch of degenerate gamblers on here with me, and I say degenerate in the nicest possible way. They're great human beings, and we and we just watch all the hockey all the time. Um, so. Uh, I, but uh, before we get off the uh, the rails, like I tend to do here, let's uh, throw it back to Dobson and and the play of this uh, New York Islanders power play. How are you? Uh, how are you feeling? You've got to just be loving it. I mean, the power play. To you know, we had the Thanos meme where it was like, we got the power play. What did it cost you? The PK. Like it just went like, kind of backwards. Um, it just went backwards with our team, which is weird. Um, we didn't have a chance to see it if uh, Wah made any change to his last night because Dallas apparently played a perfect game. 
Um, going from there. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? What do you mean, though? Uh, Dallas has actually been a very good team this year. I know if you haven't been watching them, but no, it's but not are about you... the play. It's not about their play like that. It's about that they had no penalties last. Oh night. yeah, and yeah. That always you. On top of our players during the the play, uh, there was just no calls. <laughs> Hi, Courtney. Uh, there were literally no calls in the Islanders yeah. way, like at all last night. So the fact that we were able to still rally and win last night is even more impressive to me. We had no power plays. They had three or three or four, I think, during that game. So the PK actually came through, which was awesome. Special teams came through for us. But going back um, into it with, with Dobson, I mean, um, defensively, um, here's the thing with him, like offensively, making the plays, uh, doing the shots on net. You know, his shot on net last night is the reason we tied the game. Because he, you know, took that at the blue line, took the shot, went off um, bashing Stein in. He's the reason, you know, we we tied that game. He He's getting the assist. He's making things happen for this team. Dobson has been wonderful there. I think defensively, he hasn't been, you know, he's made some plays where it's like, ah, oh, Dobson. But otherwise than that, I mean, he's been stellar. He's been really growing into himself. And, you know, without someone, I feel like holding his hand, I would say. A lot of uh, Dobson's earlier success, he was next to Zidane Chara. And, I, and people give me shit about it, but I was like, listen, Sedano was on the bench in his year t- helping him on that ice. But I feel like now he's in his own sphere. He knows himself as a player. He's growing that confidence, and it's starting to come out, the no adoption we know, which has been spectacular. And someone beside him on the ice, too, which is so underrated, people don't talk about him enough, is Alexander Romanov. People oh, are yeah. not giving him I was him just going to mention him. His confidence has grown, even offensively. First goal last night was Alexander Romanov. My God, what a snipe. He has been using that snipe more often. He's got, like, those goals in the past, like, previous games that have just been beautiful. He is so good defensively. I mean, this man will take a bullet for Sorokin. That's his guy. (laughs) If you've seen their interactions off the ice, that, I mean, he had to... (laughs) He had to, he was in an interview with the New York Islanders, like, what's your favorite movie? He had to say, like, he's he's like, I love watching movies with my my wife and Sorokin. He goes, separately, separately, not together, not together. <laughs> like, just things like that. He loves Sorokin. He will take a bullet for this man. I've seen him block so many shots in front for Sorokin. So defensively, he's strong, and then he's gaining confidence offensively. I think... I wish more people would put their eyes towards Noah Dobson and Romanov. And what's beautiful is that they're a pairing together. So they're just growing confidently together. That's been my favorite D pair this year. I, I love, I, I'm sorry, but that was another W trade by Lou, in my opinion. That I believe he was so worth the first. Thank you, Habs fans. Agreed. Yeah, I would like that trade. Rico, go ahead and say what you were going to say about Romanov. No, what did you Yeah, do? I was going to say, I think the Islanders haven't played too bad defensively i think it's just dur- during the games they give the opponents pretty easy goals like i think there's breakdowns during the game where the team oh, yeah. just finds a goal out of nowhere and just through the neutral zone and stuff and just stuff is created against the islanders but overall structure top top to bottom i, I love the lineup in new york if you think of those fringe playoff teams i think new york islanders is one of those teams where if you if they get into the playoffs they're they're on upset alert man because i think out of the detroits i don't trust them a ton um even washington i think if the islanders get in i could see them upsetting somebody because they've done it before too so and to piggyback on rico i mean the islanders play boston and pittsburgh very well 
So if they end up matching up with them over, you know, look at that head-to-head history there. Um, Not so much you know. this year with Penguins. No, over over the last few years. I mean, how many, you know, Pittsburgh, game, you know, series did we take? Even we could play Boston pretty well, you know. Yeah, no, it's just the the fact what he was talking about, what Rico was talking about. You absolutely agree. It's the structural, like decomposition, basically during like half halfway through the game, like, and this was something that was a problem with Lane. Um, number one, the loss of passion with the players. You can just tell that they, I don't know. They stopped skating. They stopped playing. There was a lack of jump in their step. Uh, and number two, they would go into what I call the Pentagon. Some people call it the shell, something like that, where they get hemmed in their zone and they just stay in that formation. They stay in the Pentagon. The only way they change is they dump it down the ice, hopefully not for an icing. And then next, it would continue. It was like a, a circulation. They did it again last night against Dallas in the second period where they got destroyed. Honestly, I was, I was, we did miss a few open nets here and there, but like, honestly, it was Dallas the whole way. Um, but they get stuck in that structure, which is hoping what I'm hoping Wa is able to change. But even last night in the first period, there was a different jump to their step. I've never seen Anders Lee. I've never seen Aho skate that hard. My God, like I've never seen some players skate as hard as they were last night. It was invigorating to me as a fan. Um, Yes, they fell into some old habits, but hopefully old habits die hard here and was able to change. That's the big thing. I don't want to see the shell anymore. I want to see that obliterated, and I want to see them putting a full 60 minutes in. They weren't giving a full 60. Let's let's see if that changes. Uh, does anybody else want to talk about what uh, Kim just uh, talked about, specifics there, or ask her a question in that in that? Lines of regard. Maybe maybe she might agree with me here, and I think this is what maybe she's saying is, when I pl- watched the Islanders, it looked like a team that was trying not to lose, rather than trying to win. Ooh, that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. I like that. I like that point of view. Absolutely. Yeah, how many times we were ahead, and then it's just like, oh, you know, let's just uh, protect the lead. I was I screamed about this on my podcast. It was always, oh, protect the lead, protect the lead. You know, oh, just try, again, what you said, try not to lose instead of let's just effing win this thing. And what is yeah. Wah all about? He's yeah. about winning, mm-hmm. which is so, makes me so stoked. You know, mm-hmm. he's all about, you know, you just got to win. And so, like, they would stop it, like, three or four goals thinking they're secure. And I'm like, no. Keep going. Keep putting pucks in that. Make it 10 to 1. I don't give a shit. There's no, you know, nice award in the NHL. You know, mm-hmm. the nice award in the NHL is the Lady Bing. Oh, good. You didn't take penalties. But there's no award for being nice to other teams, keeping it to like a three lead. No. Score 10. I don't give a shit. As long as you secure your lead, win. Mm-hmm. They, stop yeah. shooting, they stop scoring. Keep it going. I just wanted to throw up the lines here, and I, I was going to ask you a little bit about um, Ingval, sure, and what's going on, what's going on there, and then if there was anybody, I mean, you mentioned Romanov, and we talked Dobson. Um, was there anybody else that you wanted to kind of highlight that's that maybe we're not talking enough about? Like, uh, I, I hear in a good way, Hudson fasting a lot of times. Uh, I don't know how his play. I just if there's an unsung uh, Islander, I just wanted to throw up the the current line so everybody could see. But um, is there somebody you wanted to like just like say, hey, yeah, this you did mention Romanov, and that's that's plenty good enough. 
And then I was I mean, curious. If you're going down the lines, Hudson's bashing always gives 100%. Um, I don't have, like, if I see Hudson in the lines, I'm like, cool. Uh, the reason he's there, Engvall's uh, upper body day to day. So he hasn't been playing. Uh, he's just been, you know, due to, um, he's been out due to apparent injury. I'm not sure what it is. Um, they, you know, obviously don't disclose anything. So with Engvall, we don't know what's happening with him. Um Engvall's just kind of been, like, I, I saw Stefan Rosner gave him, like, a C-plus rating, which I could agree with. He's so built. The problem with me with him is that he's so built, and he doesn't hit. <laughs> and he, he skates, and he's, like, I call him wacky inflatable tube man. Because that's how he, like, skates. That's how he puts out his arms. Like, he's just, like, he's just, like, like taffy. Like, you know, bolster up. You've got the freaking body. Check a guy. Like, he's just, like... He just yeah. goes like he just pushes. I don't know. Like that's the. Problem. I watched him for years in Toronto. I want some physicality for him. Um, I think I Leeds M. <laughs> that was their big uh, thing with Ingval, right? He was a giraffe out there. <laughs> yeah, no, we yeah. call him the giraffe too. Yeah, no. <laughs> and um, going on from there, uh, I mean, Nelson is Nelson. Although he's been kind of uh, cold lately. Uh, although he has scored his good ones here and there, like. He's, think he's missed wide open nets recently. That's hurt my soul. Um, let's see. Going down um, third line. He was incredible line. last year. No, Rock yeah. Nelson, Nelson had an incredible year last year, I mean, right? he's still rocking, in my opinion. He's still rocking it. But, yeah, no. Um, going down Holmstrom and Pajot. They've had good chemistry still. Uh, just a little cold from them lately. Um, going down, people don't know about Kyle McLean. Obviously, he was a call-up from the AHL to uh, replace Casey Zizekas. People don't know Kyle McLean through the, a hole in the wall. I know him, though, because I watched him in Bridgeport. I was watching them when Atu Ratu came, made me very interested, um, which, uh, screw you Canucks fans. But <laughs> uh, going on from there, Kyle McLean, to me, was a perfect Casey substitute. He's a guy who was 100 but he's, he's like the uh, Zach Parise, Casey Zizekas, 100% on the puck. He's actually a fantastic PKer. He, he's been such a – like, so wonderful on that fourth line. He's been stopping – you know, he's been making turnovers happen in the Islanders' favor. He's been making – you know, helping Martin and Clutterbuck go off the ice. Do they keep it? That's up to them. Um, but he's been making things happen. I feel like, you know, you don't hear anything about him because yeah, he's not scoring the goals, but he's also, he's just creating chances and he's been so, he's been honestly wonderful to me out there. I think he's been doing a fantastic job. He's a hard, he's a workhorse, honestly, as a player. And I I've been enjoying watching him. Defensively. um, I told you about Romanov, uh, Aho, out there i mean mike riley has been fantastic for us i think he's done very well i want him back in the lineup over bull duke um i love bull duke but he just i feel like he just gets very scared out there he's very anxious he's lacking confidence and so he will easily throw the puck away um and just yeah i don't know if there's anything else like any other players that i feel like have been like out there you should pay attention to um i mean and sorokin is sorokin (laughs) Everyone, everyone knows him. I drafted him in my fantasy because I thought he was the best goalie last year and should have won the Vesna, but he struggled this year. Do you it, can you put your finger on one thing, or is it just the team as a whole hasn't played well defensively? I mean, I said this, I remember years ago when we were we had the goaltending pair coming in of Leonard. We we had um when Leonard was coming in, it was right after we had Thomas Grice and I believe Yaroslav Halak. And people were giving both of them such shit. 
And I said, here's the thing. They're taking a 40, 50 shots per night. How do you, you know, like if you think about it, a regular goaltender takes 20 to 30 maybe per game. And so that, you know, when you have du- like double the scoring chances, you, you know, any goaltender is going to let in a few here or there. And some, and definitely some are, a lot of them are not his fault. A lot of them are not his fault. And, you know, there's nothing you could do when you have double the scoring chances on you. You're going to let, you're going to have like double the chances and double the, the goals possibly on you, why he's not doing as much. We were a defensive team last year. Like you said, we were the boring Islanders. You know, we had the defensive structure people couldn't get through. It's going to be better for your goaltender. When you have better defense, you have statistically a better goaltender. So when he's ripping, getting ripped 40 to 50 shots per night, yeah, Sorokin isn't going to be looking as good. But honestly, I feel like it's not on him. These goals, these are not on him. They blame the the second goal on Sorokin, he was screened, and it did. It was a tip off of uh, skate in front. I mean, uh, I don't. I'm not blaming Sorokin for any of this. If anyone's saying he's having a down year, well, I think our defense is having a down year, and so that's also impeding him as well. Yeah, somebody said Shannon Hogan. Shannon Hogan is one of our TV hosts on MSG. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, my bad. Okay, yep, I knew that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so I have to tell everybody that's not on Long Island. I don't think I said in. I think somebody else. Hey, right. <laughs> yeah, I said on at the beginning of the show, and I know occupancy didn't fuck it up. Uh, <laughs> I um, hope not. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's from there. Um, we, if you have ESPN Plus, for whatever reason, you do not get to watch pre and post game of any MSG show. MSG, for whatever reason, we can't watch pre and post game. So it's bullshit. They need to fix it because you used to be able to do it when you had the center ice package and I could watch whatever feed I wanted. And I like to rotate unless it was like the Pittsburgh Penguins one and I couldn't stand theirs. So I never listened to theirs. Um, I have my reasons. Um, uh, But uh, um, I just – yeah, so uh, we don't. They do. We do get to. I mean, the last Islanders sideline reporter I remember was Deb Placey. Love Deb. Shout out Deb. Uh, but I, I, I haven't gotten to see a lot of their stuff because if the Islanders are playing. I want to watch pre or post game. I've got to watch whoever they're playing. So, uh, yeah. So that's kind of brutal. You're missing out uh, on Thomas Hickey. His breakdowns are fantastic. Yeah, he was – so we get to see him on – he's really good. I got to see him today on Daily Faceoff Morning Cup of Coffee with Kobe Coleman and Johnny Lazarus. I know you know Johnny. He's from out that way, a big-time Rangers fan. I know the Islanders and Rangers fans. I try to tell people, like, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about this because we've got Rico here who's a diehard Leafs fan. And a lot of – Rico is not one of them. But a lot of the Leaf fans can't let go of this. Why do they hate John Tavares? I said, hey – First of all, a team may get a number one overall pick in their in their career once in their lifetime. We have 32 teams now. They have a right. And he said he was staying, basically, right? So <laughs> uh, the biggest thing to me though was his when he said in his press conference, just just telling just straight up, is when they asked him about it, he goes, Well, I didn't want to take away from the team that was going to trade for me. That was that was sleazy in my oh I don't want to take away from the team I'm going to. What? Yeah. My oh, thought he on that is he traded and decided, oh, I want to do that because I don't 
I don't want to make the because he knew it's the Leafs, obviously, but I don't want to take away from the Leafs because I'm going to them. Like, come on. But you know I have some. Before thought on that though is that the more you boo him now, it's kind of disrespectful to the players you have. I don't now. know if he'll like this, but I got something for him. Who cares? Who cares if he's gone now? You got a team now. Why would you boo him? Like you need him. Well, I, I say him. this. I say this. If you're an Islanders fan and occupancy, maybe could back me up on this one. Don't you have the ultimate trump card if you're an Islanders fan? The Leafs have made it out of their first round one time with Tavares. Since he's been yeah. gone, they took two conference finals. Well, why yeah. do you want him? Why, why would you boo him? Who cares? You should be happy. They're the best thing that ever happened to the Islanders is they got rid of him, in my opinion. Just, ima- just imagine if you paid that guy ten point five million. dying inside as I'm saying this as a Leafs fan. Yeah. Oh, is that a London Knights jersey? Nice. nice. Yeah, is that who he played for? No, I, it's just uh because we got one of our prospects on the team. Okay. I got George. I was thinking of maybe getting a Horvat too because he was on the London Knights as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, because I was like, oh, like my friend is a big Toronto Maple Leafs fan too, so he like is up there. He like he has got tickets for London. I was like, yo, I need a jersey. He's like, I got you. Oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, nice. <laughs> 93 nice. is my favorite number of all time. So. I got you. Yeah, nine point three is what the Leafs should be paying Marner his next contract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about yeah. the Newlander contract? Uh, he went to bed as soon as he signed it and recently woke up a couple games ago and started putting points on the board. Yeah. Got everybody in uh, everybody in the Toronto Metro Toronto sports media squeezing a stick for him. Man, holy jeez. Could not believe his contract. I was like, woo. Yeah. No my first Islanders jersey will be a number 22. One of the greatest goal scorers of all time, Mike Bossy. Uh, I wasn't old enough. To, I mean, I was old enough to see him play, but I was very young when the Islanders were winning games. Uh, so I wasn't cognizant, but incredible. If the guy didn't have back problems, he'd have 800 goals. Um I, I kind of think we're done with the Islanders, but I did want to talk today. There was some news about Del, uh, Devin Dubé uh, stepping away from hockey for mental health reasons. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit because you've been really upfront about your own struggles. And I know that Robin Lehner will always be one of your favorite players because, and mine too, uh, because of his, uh, yeah, you have a few of his jerseys um, just because of his, um, and it's it's so unfortunate. We're probably not going to see him play in the NHL again. Not because of mental health, but because of like hip problems and stuff. Uh, so would have loved to have seen him win a cup with Vegas this last year. Just a class guy. Um, <laughs> I just think I just think it's um, such a cool thing now in the NHL where if you're having problems, you can step away. And before these guys would just develop drug and alcohol problems, and they'd become you know really horrible stories. But now we're seeing a lot of. Um, these guys get help or take a break. Uh, and I just wanted a little bit of your thoughts on that. Uh, I just think it's actually kind of a breath of fresh air for the NHL to, uh, to actually see that from these players and the teams are all, but like encouraging it, especially if they're having problems, you know, yeah. and they're not playing well. Absolutely. The, the, the fact that this is now, I, I think this is a huge step in the right direction. I think, you know, a, a lot of players are, uh, the res- you know, coming out and speaking their truths. Robin Leonard being one of them is a result of this finally ha- occurring. And I, I think those players for their bravery and courage stepping up and being able to say, listen, change needs to occur. 
because it's giving these now these players now the opportunity and that they know it's okay to say I need some help. It's okay to say you know step away and be like, listen, I gotta focus on me and you know my personal health first, and then you know come back to the game. Uh, that they have that opportunity. That wasn't an opportunity before. It was you play or you're fired. You know what I mean? You you have all the shit. Deal with it. I don't care. You're playing, and that's that's not right. In any, it doesn't matter any job, anything you're doing in life. That's never okay. And the fact that the players have this opportunity, know they have this opportunity, and they can get the help they need is just so refreshing. Everyone's a, a human being. At the end of the day, we talk about these players. You know, yeah, you talk about gambling, though, like they're you know bets or anything. No, like everyone's a human being. It doesn't matter who you are, what team, you know, what crest you wear, you know. You're a human being. You deserve to be treated like a human being. And God, these players need this help. And they're getting it now in the NHL. And it's so refreshing. You know, you see someone step away. And I, you know, I'm glad that they're getting the help they need. And I'm glad they had the courage to step up and say, hey, this is something I need for myself. So it, I'm really happy seeing that players are getting what they need. It's awesome. Yeah. So go ahead, Rico. No, I was just going to say, and that's probably one and uh, just, just, just came to my head here. That's probably one of the good things about the internet and social media and stuff as well, too. I guess when somebody was going through this back in the day, like there, there wouldn't be an outlet, maybe friends from afar that I haven't seen you in a while, you know, just personal contacts and stuff that, you know, now that this comes out might, you know, be able to be there for these people and stuff. So I think having an outlet like the internet and social media brings us to light. And I think that's one of the good signs or good good parts of social media, I guess, is that it's an outlet and it lets people know that it's okay for a professional athlete to come out and, you know, with mental health and it's totally normal. Everybody goes through it. Even though you're not the NHL, you could be going through the exact same thing somebody very successful could be going through. So, you know, seeing outpouring of support and stuff for people, it just creates a good community on on that side of the spectrum for sure. Yeah, I love it. It, uh, Does anybody else want to go ahead, Occupancy? Yeah, re- real brief. I mean, I, I think this this change in this outlet, like Rico's saying, with social media and, and you know, is new. I mean, because I think even five, ten years ago, it wasn't around. I mean, you know, when Leonard, I don't know if they had the players, you know, assistance program when he was around. You know, Bobby Ryan's got issues. And then, you know, you got to see Spencer Knight and, um, you know, Nachushkin now going in and Sammy Gerrard on Colorado. And, you know, I just think uh, it's, it's a, in a little bit more of the public eye, like, but, but recently, like, I don't even know if two, three seasons ago they really had yeah. this. So, so really just, um, you know, seeing how uh, th- it, it's kind of coming to light, like right around now and last couple of years is, is, is a great thing. Yeah. As a guy who suffered from uh, depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation while serving in uh, the U.S. Armed Forces, uh, thank goodness I had a supportive wife and uh supervisors that allowed me to get the help I needed or I would not be here today. I don't think there's a question about it. Um, So I love seeing it in other parts of the, you know, the lexicon of our life, you will. Uh, And hockey is a really huge part of mine. I know it is of Kim's. It's definitely something that gives me a lot of joy and pain and suffering too. But um but once you, as I always tell my main man, John Viveros, our friend Hate Kaki, man, once you stop giving a shit, that's when your team wins. So it's like, so I had to, just for the record, and I don't think I've talked about it on this show that much uh, since we've been going, 
but I had to stop watching hockey for a year. Uh, uh, I watched the regular season and did not watch the playoffs. Um, and ironically, that was the year my team won the Stanley Cup. So isn't that how it goes? Uh, but I needed it uh, because it was it was not a positive for me anymore. Um, and then I brought it back in and it became a positive again. And uh, so, you know, anyway, take that with what you will. We have a lot of viewers, thanks to Kim uh, and her. I think you're streaming this on your Instagram as well. Or is that where I really appreciate it. Well, you know what? I, I know it's not. I know it's not. I, I, I'd like to get you on here once a year. That's always great. I mean, more, more is good. But as life goes, work. You're going to have some other things that happen in adulthood. This year, I celebrate 18 years of marriage with my wonderful wife. Oh, congrats. Uh, you can always talk to Perlo if we need marital advice. He's been married like four times. So, so, uh, Occupancy is married. He's a recently, you're recently married, are you not? Ah, oh, congratulations. Yeah. Yep, this summer. Yep. Yeah, so he's real new. Uh, 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 so you've got another person. Then Rico's like me. He's been with with his uh, gal since high school. And that's so awesome. Awesome. Uh, how, many, how many years, Rico? Oh, geez, like probably 25. We're, we're 45 now. So, yeah, we met. Yeah, it's been a long time. We're best friends and we still are. And we love each other and we have a great life. And our that's cats are our kids. And I'm with my I'm with yeah. my high school sweetheart. So, you know, that's wonderful yeah. to hear. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I think uh, that's pretty awesome. So this is the time of uh, the show, Kim, where we preview tomorrow's games and uh, say who we like. Uh, um, I would love for you to stay on if you can't. Uh, you've already given us 52 minutes of your life, but uh, you are the best. I love having you. Um, I will get out to Long Island and see a game with you. Uh, that is a life goal. And I want it to be a Rangers game so I can bring my wife and then hopefully the Islanders kick their ass. And we can just rub it into your better half and my better half's uh, face. And be like, hey, hey, hey. It's, I think it's fun when you go in person. So for, the, for your fans, I'm a Washington Capitals fan. When my wife's team plays my team, we call it the Divorce Cup. So at, we don't take it seriously and honestly, but – it is just a lot of fun for us, and it's just fun. So I'll let my wife's in the chat going, really, buddy. Yeah. But you, uh, you love my wife, Kim. She's awesome. She's an amazing person, and I'm very lucky to be with her, even though she's a lousy Rangers fan. <laughs> Somebody sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, let's preview the games tomorrow. And the first game right out of the shoot, and this is why I wanted to do this, is big time Kimmy Kim Kim's Vegas Golden Knights. You you said I could dub you that last time, and you were okay with it. And no. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Big time Kimmy Kim Kim's Vegas Golden Knights visit her. New York Islanders on the island. Vegas is a plus 110 road dog. Ooh, but they're on a back-to-back. -back. I I like the Islanders. Uh, let's We're going to have you go last, Kim. Rico, who do you like? Well, first of all, you if you've known a while back, you you guys were Rangers and Capitals fan. You probably bought yourself the comfiest couch in the world. This thing's probably comfier than your bed, right? <laughs> Anyway, I'll take uh, taking the Islanders. 
playing better structurally, defensively under Patrick Wise. He's going to get these guys fired up, give them a little bit of a vision what he wants from the team. A lot of guys are going to be inspired. You're going to see some Islanders like Paul Mary, some of the veterans and stuff, just start stepping it up a little bit more. And, and that top line is going to get going. They're going to limit the limit the mistakes that are costing the team pucks that go in the back of that net because Sorokin's a Vezinal cal- caliber goalie, and he's going to be playing like it from here on in, I think, from till the end of the year. Watch out for the Islanders. Dangerous upset first round alert. I hope they make the playoffs. This would be awesome. Perlo, who do you like, Vegas or Islander? Oh, the over-under. I'm so sorry. I always ride the new coach smell until it's gone. So I'm probably going to go with the Islanders on that one. As soon as you got a new coach, they tend to go on a run. You saw it with Minnesota. You've seen it with Edmonton. The only team that hasn't had, worked with was Ottawa, but most of the time it does. So well, they got Shane Pinto back, back and they did that comeback <laughs> win against the Flyers. We'll have to talk yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it didn't work right away for Ottawa, but it worked for just about every other team that does it. So, I want to keep on riding that, and I like you guys. I, I really like Waugh, so I think he's going to have them riled up. So, I'm going to at least take Islanders first period for sure. I like Islanders first period for sure. Occupancy. Yeah, no, uh, no disagreement here. Uh, I like the Islanders tomorrow night. Um, I think anything minus 140 or better. Uh, for them, I think uh, we're going to get a back-to-back. So for Vegas, I think it's going to be Yuri Patera uh, because if mm. Hill is still out, I'm not sure if he's come back or not. He's um, a questionable start for tomorrow. Yeah, so it will if, probably be Patera, yeah. And if the betting market's here, it's Patera. Islanders is going to move down to minus 140, minus 145. And um, so if you're know, looking at prices. But uh, you know, I was, I was, I was going to look actually at the under six as well. Um, you know, I think I think Wah is is preaching defense, and uh, the you know the under six. I didn't I didn't go on it last game, but that's the way I was leaning. So uh, let's let's look for an Islanders and an under tomorrow. All right, Kim, um, who do you like? You putting a bunch <laughs> of money on Vegas at plus one ten? <laughs> who will I root for to win? <laughs> I mean, I think everyone knows my pick. Uh, it's just yeah. like it's just some things that, you know, I'm worried about. It's just that, yeah, he, yeah I'm always um, down for why I'm hoping, you know, he's able to give like, because you could see from the first game, they were able to implement some of the things he was teaching in practice already. Um, you know, I'm just still concerned because it's still my Islanders, you know, old habits are going to die hard. So it's just, you know, hoping they're, they're up to the challenge. I mean, Vegas is still very skilled offensively. Um, I feel like Jack Eichel is just going to get a goal against this man. So Jack Eichel's out. Jack Eichel's injured. Is he hurt? Yeah, he's out for week to week. He had surgery, lower body injury. Yeah, I thought he's usually always the one to get the goal against us, so that kind of works. He may not be back (laughs) until the playoffs. Yeah, let me drop Perlo here until he comes back. Um, Um, Yeah, so you can take the draw. You can take the draw. We got a lot. If you take the draw and go Thailander and say it, and by the draw, that's either somebody wins or loses in a shootout. We could go to overtime. I mean, I could... I could greatly see this going into OT. My team is the we are that's our specialty is OT. I could I could easily see this going into an OT game, whether (laughs) 
whether we are under or over, because um, the Islanders, are, we still have to, you know, fix and fight with our structure. But I think Wah is definitely the person to at least get us on the board with the W two points. So we'll we'll see for t- tomorrow. But you know, I'm definitely going my my Islanders all the way, and they're coming off of this back to back. They played a little extra due to their OT, so you know, hopefully that works in our favor. And big question mark is going to be. Who's going to be in net? That is going to be the huge question mark to me. Yeah. Uh, it sucks that Sorokin has had to go all these weeks in a row because of the injury to uh, Farlama. He tied his record of most games in a row from, like, I think his first season with us. I think it was, like, nine games in a row. I heard, I heard an interesting – sorry to pivot just a tiny bit real quick, but I, yeah. I heard an interesting uh, quote from uh you know saros and burn and burnett over in nashville and they were talking about saros's uh workload and and he was saying he was fine with all the games you know because you know not really doing the split with lankin in and um you know so i wonder if i mean because because i'm worried about sorokin's workload you know obviously but uh, i just wonder if maybe maybe these goalies are, are okay with the workload i mean I don't know. It's uh, you know we're not in the locker room. We don't. We're not talking to the training staff. I mean, I'm not. But uh, <laughs> you know, I so I, I don't know. Sorokin's from Russia. He had to climb three dead hookers and walk through eight miles of broken glass to get to practice when he played. Did you in see Russia. the clip of him and Shosturkin in the off season, like towing the car when they were running? Did you see? Yes. That? <laughs> that was that was pretty yes. badass. Wait, dude, you got to push the car. That. You got to send me that. That's awesome. Yeah. You ever yeah. seen that? Oh, I'm crushing fantasy. You know I'm playing hot take hockey right now in fantasy. He's my uh, oh, matchup are you, this week. Are you in our are you in the are you in the YouTube league? Oh, you're in a different league. Oh, I played no, him last I'm week. In a I'm I'm in first place. My I'm eleven and four right now. Uh, Water King asked a question about my beard. I always will accept questions about my beard. Uh, Water King, uh, I spent 25 years in the military. I shaved every day. I stopped shaving. That's exactly what I do. I haven't shaved in four years. Talking about heroes, there's one in front of you. Oh, who, who's who's that? Oh, me? Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I'm always very reluctant to, to get the praise for being in the military. It's weird. Um, we're going to move on to the next game. Um because I think we beat the Islanders. Awesome. Great job, guys. We're, hopefully we get Perlo back here, uh, but no worries. Uh, that would be the Washington Capitals, a road dog to the Minnesota Wild in Minnesota, plus 136 road dog. And the over-under in that game is six. I definitely like the under because the Capitals cannot score. Oh, we have our main man, Perlo, back. Let's get him back in here. Good. Um, what happened to your camera, dude? You were beautiful, and now I can't see you. I told you. That's why I went out, Mike. What? That's why I went out because my freaking light shut off and it won't start again. So we're gonna have to go in the dark for the rest of the talk. Oh, okay, no worries. Yeah. Oh, you looked so good tonight, Perlo. I have to tell yeah. you, you looked great. Well, I, I okay, just, so like, you're the only human being that ever says that to me. So I love you for that. But you looked uh, great, man. You looked handsome, man. I appreciate it. And you can see Perlo. Uh, Perlo uh, works for the mob in Edmonton, so. Uh, he's been lifting dead bodies out of fr- trucks and he's just getting in great shape. Yeah. That's what me and Rico, yeah. me and Rico yeah. like to carry on that. That's not no, true. He works at great. Doing, um, doing some trailers. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> he unloads trailers, but he doesn't know what he unloads. So I have no idea what it is. Nobody tells me. I'm gonna go we'll just go across the board. I only wanted uh, Kim to go last just for the Islanders thing. So we'll just go across the board. I'm gonna take the caps at the plus money and the under. Kim, what do you like? This is tough. I mean, Metro Division, I want Minnesota to win. I feel like they've been Minnesota's just been hot lately lately in my opinion. And I'm gonna go Minnesota on this. I feel like, yes, they have, like, a less um, – their record is less. But, I mean, with, you know, Kaprizov and Erickson Eck. Erickson Eck's been the one to watch. He's been gaining points left and right. Um, and, I mean, they got Kirill Kaprizov. I know, you know, V, v Oshi, but – V Oshi. V um, – um, oh, my God, Ovechkin. Ovechkin no. and Oshi are both hot. I mean, they're these are two uh, closely matched teams. I, they still got Flurry in net, right? It's still just flurry. No, he's hurt injured. He got hurt in that play. So Gufferson. Yeah, a couple games ago he got a uh, guy fell into it. The guy got suspended three games for for whatever he did to him. I'm sorry, I yeah, can't I think did of see that. I didn't know Flurry got hurt off that. Yeah, but Gufferson had a great game the last game he played for uh Yeah, because then uh, it would be just I can't say names. Gustafson and that versus what, Kemper? Uh, I'm, I'm going to guess it will be Darcy. Yeah, Lockwood was the guy. David Ovechkin is not out. He's on like a six-game point streak. He's back in, um, but he uh, he hasn't been scoring. He's just been getting like primary assists. Uh, Lockwood was the guy know. that I'm, fell into um, I'm, uh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the wild on this, though. I'm feeling the wild. Okay, you, got, you like the wild. Do you like – okay. Rico, how about you, buddy? Yeah, I know Minnesota just coming off a little bit of a – road trip fourth game in six nights i know they've been playing well but they got to try and bank points at home but washington I, I like what you're saying i like the under maybe a draw depending on the price i don't know if i'd pay it for minnesota because washington could just go in there and kind of clip them but i'm on potentially the draw on the under right now but I'll, I'll take a look closer to game time like who's starting who's in who's out but yeah it'll definitely be temper because the last game, I think two games in a row, it's been uh, Charlie Charlie Wingren, as we like to call him in Caps Nation. But, yeah, and he's been an unbelievable top top five goalie this year in the NHL. So, uh, But Gustafson was great last year, but he, he's getting – he's finding his game again. Isex likes the Caps. Uh, occupancy, go ahead and uh, we'll just go in a circle for these last – because we only have nine games, so. Yeah, of um, course. Um, I was just looking at form, um, you know, Minnesota just went through the gauntlet of the South and picked up four points, which is pretty impressive in three games. Um, they got crushed by Tampa, came in, beat a tough, uh, struggling Florida team, but still, still win. And then, uh, surprised everyone on Sunday. Wow. With that Carolina victory there. Um, that was a big one. Yeah. So, you know, Kaprizov's back hot, you know, the, the thing with Gustafson too, is, you know, he was struggling early on. And and but he was great last year, if you guys remember. I mean, you know, if yeah, remember, incredible. You know, I had him in and, Yeah, and but then this year, you know, something something's changed, and um, so you know, but, but I think it's a little expensive for me, a minus one sixty, um, to 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 pay for Minnesota outright. Um, you know, Washington on the other hand, you know, they split one on one with the Rangers, um, and then they took care of. Well, they actually split one on one with the Blues, um, and then. One uh, that two nothing game with with the Ducks. So uh, let's let's go for an under. I mean, I think uh, you know it have to be a dog and under <laughs> kind of split. Uh, you know, if if I had to pick a side, 
Um, you know, some some of these, you know, old school handicappers, they have these these angles and they look at these things over the years and years where teams coming off a road trip, the first home game sometimes is uh, is a dud. So uh have to be dog or pass uh, for me. Before we go to Perlo, KP wants to thank you for coming on. I texted you that little picture of him leaning on the couch like he's a person. And he he just says, thanks. All right, Capes, get out of here. <laughs> go ahead, Perlo. Who do you like, Caps Wild? Yeah, at the moment, I just can't deny the energy of the Wild. Uh, this team just seems like crazy energy, energized ever since they got their players back. Uh, Gustafson had a good outing there. Uh and, and looked really solid his last outing. So coming off an injury, that pro, that might show that that was the problem. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean I'm gonna go with Minnesota in regulation here. And I normally don't do that. Like you know, occupancy brings up a good point when you're coming off of a road trip like that. Normally you don't do that, but I just their energy is too strong. I don't know if Washington's going to be able to keep up with them if they keep on playing the way they are right now. So. I'm going to take Minnesota in regulation for now. Probably not going to put a lot on it because it's not a great spot for Minnesota, but I just love their energy right now. So I'm going to go with that. I agree. And confidence coming off those wins against Florida and Carolina. Man, all of a sudden Washington's coming to town. It's like, could be a letdown spot because Washington, but I don't think too many teams think Washington is a letdown spot, even though people in the general like diehards will say that Washington isn't that great of a team right now. Their, their, their record looks good. So I, I don't really call it a letdown spot. So I, I well, like they, Minnesota. They got a lot of veterans on that Washington team and TJ Oshie's been playing well since he's came back. So they're not going to be an easy game. They got too much no. pride, too many vets on that team that, that they're not yeah. going to show up. Yeah. That patch ready, patch ready. Oshie has, Oh, go ahead, Kim. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say, like, I think Oshie has like eight eight points in the last five games. Like he's he's been hot. Yeah, yeah, he is jelly. I don't know if he played with Max Pacioretty in the U.S. Like when they got together, but he, they've been gelling. That line has been incredible. Uh, I, I'm I'm obviously I already picked mine, but um, we'll go to the next game. I've got Blues at Flames. Oh, hold on, I missed it. Mm. I missed a whole early. I missed a whole set of early games, didn't I, guys? You went straight to the island. You went straight to the island. Well, we wanted to start with Kim's game anyway, so let's just go to Blues Flames, and then I'll jump back to the Eastern Conference sure. games. But Blues Blues Flames. Uh, Blues are a plus one forty road dog. Um, they're playing pretty well too. Uh, um, and the over under in that game is, I very much apologize. Six. I like the under. That's my pick. Go ahead, Kim. Oh, go ahead, Rico. Uh, look, looking at it first, I, I think Calgary, they, they lost a couple in a row. They've been at home for a bit. Both of them are on regular rest. St. This isn't a St. Louis spot. Usually, if St. Louis is in a spot, I'll take them. But at that first look, I'll take Calgary six and four in their last ten. They're playing a little better and getting closer to the All Star break. I mean, being at home, I I, I I like Calgary at first look. So without taking a deeper dive into it, we'll do that tomorrow. Be looking for our Twitter 
talk tomorrow as well. We're talking about just defense. Sure. Or you can find you guys in the chat, right? Of, of the of the ice guys. We're definitely going to promote the ice guys. They're great yeah, dudes. Yeah. Uh, Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith. Alex was right today on the Bruins uh, over the Jets. They whooped the Jets' ass. Uh, the Jets are missing Shifley, but boy, the Bruins are better than people think. And rumor is Bergeron might come back. <laughs> I By have, the way, the counties are up four two on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Boy, that is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I have, yeah, I have, we had the tonight. Had the Bruins tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Flames or Blues? My my first glance on this one is a pass uh, on the side okay. here. I mean, uh, you know, both both teams kind of, you know. Splitting, <laughs> yeah, split just splitting form right now, and uh, uh, yeah, just they're both 500 first. teams, and they're basically both out of 500 record. Blues are 22 yeah. and 22, kind of seems like a toss up, yeah, type game here, 21 yeah. And 20. yeah. Uh, we, don't have to, we don't have to bet every game, you know, so I, I, that's that's the right answer. I love it, yep. Perlo. Uh, if I have to take a side here, I say Calgary. I think they gave up the ghost when they lost Edmonton. Honestly, that was like the big game. They lost Edmonton. They they see the finish line in front of them where everybody's going to leave. And St. Louis, to me, feels like they still have some pulse. So, I mean, if I had to, I would take – I think St. Louis would be the dog here, so I'd probably take St. Louis as a dog. And uh, maybe a little on the draw, but I really yeah, think this is a plus one forty road dog. Yeah, I just yeah. Uh, plus one forty. I'm taking St. Louis. I think Calgary okay. could just really be depressed coming into this game, and I think St. Louis might actually their their coach might be able to believe get them to believe they have a pulse. So plus one forty, I'll take St. Louis. Tim, do you got a you got a pick in this one? You don't have to have a pick for every game, so. Oh yeah, sorry, my mic. Like I have this glitch sometimes that like where I can't hear you guys, so I had to go fix that. But um, I, I was gonna go Calgary on this one. Um, I feel I feel like the Blues are just so damn inconsistent to me. Like one night they'll just be like on fire, and the next they're just a complete mess. Uh, I just feel like maybe the uh, Calgary is the team that has a little more consistency. Yeah, going into this game a little with an upset, but I feel like they're they're the ones that get to take control. I feel I feel like this is gonna be a Calgary game. The Blues are kind of the team that split right in the middle of the United States. It seemed to get put in spots. It's like when the Rangers showed up there. We knew St. Louis it was a great spot for them, and they won that game. It feels like St. Louis gets put in spots more than any other team in the league, and they could That's beat true. anybody on any given night and lose to anybody on any given night. You That's just got to take, take a closer look at that team. Uh, Stars at Red Wings. Stars are a uh, – sorry, Red Wings are a home dog, plus 124. I loved that the Detroit Red Wings beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in Detroit right after the Detroit Lions beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in Detroit. That was cool. I think the Wings keep it going. I love the Wings at plus 124, our uh, home dog. Uh, the over-under in that is six and a half. I definitely like the over. If you've watched Dallas play lately and uh, – the wings they give up a lot of goals um kim do you have a pick in that one yeah i was about to say i'm going red wings uh, i'm going i'm gonna go detroit in this one i just i'm going like gut feeling here but I, I do feel like detroit takes that one away all the good karma detroit's got going on rico yeah dallas has a bit of a handful of road games in a row like in, in a few nights span so it is definitely a detroit spot 
probably take a look at some props in this game. But you never know with Ottinger and Nett, you might want to just kind of try and steal the game. I don't know. About I don't think Ottinger is going to play. He he was hurt with us in our game. He yeah. wasn't even on the bench. What Wedgwood got yeah. the back to back over the Wedgwood weekend. got the back to back, yeah. but Ottinger they pulled him from the game on the bench. Um, yeah. He uh, for the rest of the game. So something's going on with Ottinger. I think huh. Wedge, yeah, he's been banged up a bunch this year. He's missed some more time. I I, I think it is going to be Wedgwood or they bring up their other guy. Matt Which Murray. Who's, who's he's, Matt he's, Murray he's had really a shutout. Matthew, Matthew Murray. Matthew. Yeah, is it Matt or Matthew? I think it's Matthew it's Matt Murray. Matthew, it's not yeah. that Matt Murray, but the it's other Matt, Matt Murray. Yeah, yeah. No, but he <laughs> was great. Matt you know? Murray, yeah. Yeah, it might be Matt Murray. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Thank you, uh, re- uh, occupancy. I couldn't think of their third goalie. Um, occupancy. Why don't you speak on it, Rico? Did you finish your thought? I'm sorry. Did you finish your thought? Yeah, I'm just saying. At first thought, I like Detroit at home here. Yeah, good karma, Detroit occupancy. I I, uh, I like Detroit um, Sunday. I I um, can you guys still hear me? Yeah. What? Okay, no, just checking. Um. No, you know, uh, Tampa was coming off a, a back-to-back. Uh, they had ni- a nice uh, win in Buffalo on Saturday. Um, so I think maybe Tampa – you know, they still beat Tampa Bay, and that's great, you know, but it's not like they were playing a team on rest, you know. So I don't want to give Detroit too much credit here. Um, though, um, you know, Dallas, as Rico said, is on this long road trip. You know, if, if it's if it's Wedgwood, um, yeah, actually either way, you know, I'd be looking at a Detroit team total over here. Um, you know, the money line is always a, is a, is a good bet, you know, if you want to just win outright. But but we're probably going to get a two and a half uh, for Detroit as an underdog. And as long as it's not too pricey, um, I could see Detroit scoring three goals. So uh, we're going with a Detroit team total over two and a half here. Perlow. My favorite picture would probably be first period over one and a half. I, okay. I think both teams are Yeah, I like or both teams to score first period or something like that. Uh, first glance, that's what I what I think I would go with. Okay, let's you know, move on to this. I don't know who's going to win the whole game, but I don't know. But. Okay, so I didn't mean to cut you off there. Sorry, Steve. Uh, uh, senators at the resurgent Senators at the Montreal Canadiens. Canadians are a home dog, plus 124. I think that's rightfully so. Uh, the Sens have been looking good since uh, Mr. Pinto. By the way, Mr. Pinto is from Long Island, is he not? Yes, He's I've actually Long seen Island. him play on Long Island. My friend is actually in a league that Shane Pinto and Sonny Milano play in, and Sonny he Milano. actually, my bud actually played against him in like the, the, the league there. So, the, the Sens are three, six, and one in their last 10, but uh, they have won uh, one in a row, and I think they're they've won three of their last. Four or two of their last, anyway, they've they've been or two of their last three they've won or whatever. So, uh, yeah, thank you, uh, Andrew. Andrew, by the way, Andrew Beauchene, Andrew, look who's on the show. <laughs> Andrew's been asking me to have you on the show, Kim, a lot. By the way, Kyle just scored to make it 5 2. Uh, we still have some live games, obviously. The Canucks have been beating the Blackhawks pretty uh, convincingly. Um, I think that was Boogstad, by the way. Um, so uh, <clears throat> I like the Ottawa Senators. What do you like, uh, Kim, Ottawa or Montreal? Uh, it's a plus 120 home dog over under six and a half. Montreal's no. home game, right? Yeah, they're a plus 120 home dog. 
it's hard to play in that arena. I'll be the I'll be, I've been in the Bell Center. I will say, I don't know why my I just like you know I'm just going gut. I'm gonna say Montreal takes this, and they just had the call up of the the young kid. The I think the defenseman they just called him up. So you know it's gonna be I forget. Arthur Shackey back in the NHL. It's a very it's a very hard name to pronounce. So I'm not even gonna Arthur try. Arthur Shackey, good old Wi-Fi. Yep, you just call him yeah. Wi-Fi, Kim. No one will give like, you a hard time. He just called him up. I think he's gonna be a shakeup. I think it's gonna be interesting. I say try. I say Montreal. Yeah, there you go. Home money. That's plus money at home. Rico. Yeah, Ottawa has played a bunch of games in the last few nights too, so I'm leaning Montreal here, even though Jake Allen's in that. It's either going to be like 10 goals, 11 goals combined between these two teams tomorrow night, or it's going to be Montreal saying, you know, let's play good for Jake Allen because we want to trade him at the deadline for something for our future. So it's good. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to tell, but Mon- Montreal, I think, in that in that spot, coming off that freaking nine-goal Boston performance that they let in, and Jake Allen's going to try and solidify it a little bit. And like Kim said, Montreal's a different team at the Bell Center. They they play good home home games in front of their fans. I mean, the effort's going to be there at home for Montreal. It's just a few few extra games and a few nights for for Ottawa. It might be a a spot where you take Montreal there. Leading up to the All-Star break, I mean, Ottawa's going right back home to play the Bruins Rangers the next couple nights. So That's rough. That's a, it's a rough stretch. I mean, they need the points in Montreal, but, man, I mean, Montreal wants to play at home. It's a home-and-home home kind of series. If it was in Ottawa, I'd probably take the Sens, but if it's in Montreal, I'm probably going to go to the Habs there, especially the, the Sens are favored by quite a bit, I think, if you're a betting betting side so i'm not willing to bet that type of line on the sends yeah the 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 montreal is plus 120 this is uh i think these are FanDuel, uh and the senators are minus 142 yeah FanDuel or DraftKings, same difference Can't uh go ahead occupancy I, I think uh just as you were saying beard uh I think this is probably strong. I mean, I don't think Ottawa should be the favorite here. Um, a couple good games, and you still got to look at the whole season. But uh, I'll probably end up passing on the side. I like the over six and a half here. Uh, both teams can score goals. And what we see in Sunday with uh, Ottawa and Philly, who's Philly's an under team too. And if Philly can get Ottawa over the total and Boston scored nine themselves in Montreal. So let's, uh, let's go with an over six and a half here. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Perlo. Uh, Ottawa just beat Montreal 6-2 to two their last game. Um, Montreal is going to come out hard here. Uh, I, I agree with uh, occupancy. I, I I can't take Ottawa at minus 144. If, if the line changes, I, I think Ottawa will win this game, but um, Montreal is really tough at home, so... I like the over two. I, I think that Montreal is going to want to get those goals back after getting shellacked by Ottawa the last game. And I don't think Montreal is ever going to be able to shut anybody down. So if they're going to win, they're going to win with goals. So I like the over. I like over six minutes. Uh, I'm going to do one final pick from this game, and then we're going to move on to Tampa Philly. Uh, and there's no favorite in the Tampa Philly. I like a goal scoring prop for Brady Kachuk to score his 20th goal of the season. So uh, whatever money you're getting on that, that would be interesting. I think he's going to hit that. Uh, he's been really playing well for them, and I think Pinto being back in the lineup helps them. Lightning at Flyers, 
uh, Philly's coming off the two in a row, and uh, I I just like I just think this is an absolute bad matchup for a team that doesn't like to play defense in the Tampa Bay Lightning this year. Uh, I like Philly, Kim. Oh man, this but, is tough. I, I get another half, by the way, but no favorite over under six yeah. and a half. What I who I want to win is Tampa via standings wise. Um, <laughs> but um, it's it's tough because Philly at home, too. <laughs> yeah, no, the Lightning aren't the team they obviously used to be with the Cups. I mean, they still got some stellar players, but I, I think I'm gonna go Philly on this one. Yeah, they're definitely missing Chernak and Sergachev too. I mean, that's yeah. hurting their big time. You can't be missing your, your basically your third and fourth defenseman. Philly's Rico. been whooped, and if you know, when, it's like with Wah. Like this is Tortorella's team. You know he's gonna come at them hard. So yeah. they, it's like they better win, honestly. Well, especially because he used to coach the Tampa Bay Lightning too, right? Yeah. I think he always does. I would love to see what his splits are against his former teams with a good team. So. What a goal by Boogstad, by the way. Um, Rico, what do you think in this? Uh, what do you think of this uh, game? Yeah, it's a tricky game. Four games in six nights for both these teams. Three games in four nights for both these teams. But I like Philly because they're at home here. So I, I mean, without taking a little bit of a deeper look, which I'll probably do tomorrow, I probably like the Flyers here. Um, they're in a spot too where they're going. They're at home against the Lightning, then they go to Detroit Thursday, then they're back home against the Bruins on Saturday. So this is the end of kind of a bit of a homestand before they take off to Detroit for a quick trip. Sorry about that. I think might be a good spot for Detroit on Thursday, but I mean, maybe a draw here. I don't think it's going to be a shootout, but looking at it right now, I think Philly. Okay. Occupancy, go ahead. Yeah, just a quick stepping back to the Ottawa Montreal shout out to uh, Andrew and Isex. They called out the draw in the chat, and I think uh, that that could be a, a good look for tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's game with Ottawa and Montreal. The draw, um, you know, Philly Tampa here. You know, I don't I don't want to jump on and, and start you know talking NHL futures and you know mid season grade reports and all this, but you know. A couple people I know in the space um, were kind of been waiting for Philly's downfall. And, and I don't know if I agree with that. I think Philly, you know, Tortorella has, has gotten them in good shape. And I, but some of these character losses uh, as of late are, are really concerning. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you give up? You have a one goal lead on a Sunday and you let Ottawa come into your barn and, and take that, you don't even get a point out of it. Do you think um, so that think the Shane Pinto thing helped Ottawa though? That's, I mean, I think Ottawa's playing free. I think they're they're they know they're kind of low. Their 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 skilled players are coming coming to play, and and when you play like that, you know, Tarasenko's getting on the board again. Um, you know, but but I don't want I don't want to think that Philly's going to fall out. Um, but if they if they are, it, it might be happening around now. So a minus one ten on both sides to me usually means a coin toss type game. The right. books don't even you know know who's going to win yeah. if they're not favoring someone. So for me, um, I'd have to pass uh, on the side and then lean under six and a half if we can get a good price. Okay, awesome, Perlo. 
<laughs> well, the concerning part about Philadelphia is that they've allowed so many goals in the last two games. It's not something they've been doing for a while, which tells me their defense is tired. They came off the Western road trip, and any team usually is tired after that, and their defense is not spectacular on paper. So uh, then they play Ottawa, and they fell apart in the third. So now you get a, a little bit of rest, and you got a slower Tampa Bay team. The thing that I like here, and I'm probably going to take Philly, but here's why. Uh, if I have this correct, do I have this correct? Yeah, Tampa Bay just lost their first game after a five-game winning streak. And I all, almost always fade a team that loses after a large winning streak over four games. So I'm going to fade Tampa Bay and take Philadelphia here who, by the way, also had their own five-game winning streak, and they lost to Colorado. Now they lost again after that. I don't know what i do with the second game with Tampa, but I will take them. Uh, they lost again after that, and I, you know, they lost, and then they lost again. That's what I'm trying to say. And that usually is what happens. So I think Philadelphia, certainly after giving up 12 goals in their last two games, I can't see that happening again against Tampa Bay. Um, and I think Tampa Bay losing that game after a five-game winning streak. If I'm getting plus money on Philly, I take them. So I'm taking Philly. So Perlow and I are Philly truthers, and we are not convinced they're out of it. I just want to share this with you guys before we go to the next one, just because it's sweet. So this is uh, Mr. Boogstad, Minnesota's own, right? Uh, little top-shelf magic there. Uh, I think this is Logan. What a pass from uh, – what a pass there. <laughs> Anytime we can show Pittsburgh getting worked, I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next game. Uh, the next game is um, – I'm so sorry, guys. I lost my place because I was too giddy. Uh, we're finally getting back over to uh, – this game I'm, I'm not even going to spend any time on. Blue Jackets plus 300. They're going to crush the Oilers. I'm going to bet against the Oilers every fucking game until they lose. Go Blue Jackets. I fucking hate the Oilers. All right. Yeah. They tank for a decade, Kim. They tank for a decade. I can't root for them. I can't root for their douchey, sketchy owner, and I can't root for them. So I, I just can't. I hate yeah, them. The, the Oilers are going to win. <laughs> you, Blue Jackets. <laughs> yeah, but look who's in net for Columbus. Who is in net? Elvis Merle Elvis? Is, is it, it Elvis? No. It's oh. like Tarasov. Yeah. Oh, I, I like it even better. <laughs> Go ahead, Kim. Would you like the Oilers all day, Rico? I'm it's sure Oilers. you're on the it's, 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 it's Oilers. I have no doubts. If Merzlikas was in net, I'd probably give him a better chance than then this guy with a 4.08 goals against average. Ooh. Another reason he the Jackets are winning. Six and five in his last two games. Yo, I'm 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 putting away. You're against Conor McDavid, Dreisaitl. Nah, nah, nah. It's 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 gonna be it's gonna be. Worse. By the way, I don't think McDavid has scored in like the last three games. Like I don't well, think he has a Because he's too busy playing defensively, Beard. That's how they're gonna win the cup. Do you know yeah, that, that he that... is? He, he's got an eighty-seven percent freaking defensive rating this year. He's one. He's almost a Nobody fucking cares. <laughs> Nobody fucking watches Edmonton outside of Edmonton. Nobody fucking Almost gives a shit. Defensively. <laughs> Insane. Anyways. Uh, uh, occupancy, who do you like in this one? 
If odds weren't uh, in the picture, um, I'd have to go with the Oilers, um, but I can't, <laughs> I'm not going to pay minus 400 for that. Um, yeah. So I'd have to minus look into 380, it. but yeah. yeah. The over under is seven. I, 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 if it's an under game, I like the Blue Jackets. Actually, the Oilers haven't hit the over in like their last no. like six games, I think. So yeah, the defensive game is is good. Yeah. They are playing good D. That's why you know they're winning games like 3-1. Perlo, we know you like the Oilers. We're not going to waste any time on this Oh, game. no, not but necessarily, like- actually. If this if there's a dead spot, this is the dead spot for the Oilers. I, 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 I think that they could easily go and just kind of flub this game. I think it's possible. I mean, they could they- do an Islanders and just face a, a bad team and lose to them. They, so they've you know been what? known to do that, but, but uh, I'm not going to try to bet that because they're on such a run. Uh, you already mentioned what I'm going to bet. I'm betting the under seven. I'm taking every team that's playing the Oilers until they lose. Plus okay. 300, this is a good one to put 10 I hope bucks. Not, I hope you're not putting 100 bucks a shot on those. No, I'm not putting any money on anything. I'm just saying, oh, like, if I'm gambling, okay. the Oilers are going to lose. By the way, the the NHL record for wins is 18 in a row by the Pittsburgh Penguins in 92-93. Who won the cup that year? Oh, the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, mm. Worst thing to happen to the Oilers is going on this big, long winning streak. Okay, especially when it really doesn't matter. Um, Sabres-Ducks. Uh, Sabres... Uh, are, I like the Sabres. The Ducks don't look good right now. Kim, how about you? Yeah, to me, it's it's gonna be Sabres. Honestly, I, it's it's you yeah, know it's a pet. Where who's the home team? Anaheim. The Ducks are the home Anaheim? team. They're plus one thirty six home dog. Yeah, and okay, the over under it. I love their favorites, but um, yeah, I mean that's definitely a home ice advantage, you know. But um, honestly, I I do think the Sabres are gonna be the the better team. I mean, Anaheim is that team of who I feel can do an upset, but I feel like it, it would still going to be the Sabres. Yeah. I just wish we would see that Anaheim team we saw early in the season that was beating Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh and just beautiful play from them. I talked to Pat Verbeek at the hockey hall of fame and was just like, man, I'm such a big fan of what you're doing there. I, 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 I hope you guys really, I'm such a huge Leo Carlson fan. I can't wait. So that'll be awesome uh, to see see how they uh um they form they're just not there yet uh they could get uh if they add a Calabrini or uh Iserman or a top three pick which it looks like they're going to they're not far away and I do think they're probably going to trade Zegris I I I wonder that that's going to happen I kind of hope they do I feel like he could have a much better career on a different team yeah well like the Islanders (laughs) if you don't have to give up Yeah. I will not say not to Zegers coming here. Like, yeah, he well, if he's a New York, he's an upstate New York guy. He did. He grew up a Rangers fan, though, didn't he? It'd be even better. Be even better if he played for the Islanders. Then, um, occupancy. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I like the Sabers here. Let's go Buffalo. Rico, I'm sorry you came back in. You want you yeah, like? Yeah. No worries. I, I like back. Buffalo. I like Buffalo too. Probably the under. Neither of these teams can really score. I think Buffalo just gives up a little bit less offensively than Anaheim does. But I, probably a Buffalo and an under. It's going to be not the biggest eventful game, I don't think. Uh, Perlo, finish her off with the Sabres, and then we have the final game of the night. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm not taking Anaheim to do anything. Like I don't even can't even find a spot for them to win. To tell you the honest truth, they look absolutely horrid. So I got I got to go with Buffalo. 
Yeah, I, I've been watching and reading your tweets, and you've been really down on Anaheim. And I and I know that you and me and occupancy probably watch them the most because we're on the West Coast, and they just they 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 do have Carlson back. They just they haven't found their game again. Um, and defensively, I do think losing Drysdale hurt them too. I mean, I I I think he's played very well for the Flyers, and I've been really impressed with his skating and stuff. So. Um, it was a good move for them because they're not in win now mode and the flyers are, they're in a little different. I think that Drysdale was a good pickup for them. So the final game, the final game, nine games tomorrow, the final game, the Rangers are at the sharks. I, I don't want to overthink this. The Rangers are totally getting their ass kicked by the sharks. At plus <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting money on plus two. The sharks. Go ahead, Kim. Go ahead. <laughs> I just did that out of respect for Kim. I picked that. Just picked because. The, uh, the sharks. You I know what? You. It would be awesome. <laughs> Let's go, Sharks. Sharks over Rangers tomorrow. Let's see what okay. happens. Yeah, plus plus 280, Kim. We're on it. We bet. Yo, we bet. I'll put the bet in. Let's make it happen. Yeah, yeah. ten bucks on the sh- on the sharks. You know what? They've, they've been on a little bit of a cold streak lately. The Rangers. I don't. I mean, they did come back last night. It was suddenly like, whoop! There's the Rangers. But, um, you know what? Who cares? Sharks. Let's go. I had to check. Yeah, the chat totally I, knew, I knew. I knew totally was going to be on Ducks tomorrow for sure. No doubt about it. Isaac will be all over the Ducks tomorrow. Anyway, sorry. I had to bring that. Well, up. eight. The Sharks did get Logan Couture back, and they won the first game he was back. That's I'm telling Sorry, not Jordan. Here, Jordan not Sunshine says it's rude. Yeah, Jordan, I'm understand sure. that my wife, my wife is a Rangers fan. So Kim and I are going to start a support group for people that are married to Rangers fans. <laughs> we have to deal with their delusional asses. Facts. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, the Rangers, by the way, are four, five, and one in their last 10. They did win against the Ducks, um, yesterday. Um, yeah, they were down, and, and then suddenly it was like, Wee! I just saw, like, because yeah. I have Chris Kreider on fantasy, and I just saw Chris Kreider, so I'm like, oh, they're back. <laughs> yeah. And the Sharks are two, seven, and one, but they won their last game. Logan Couture, oh, here, here's my wife talking. Uh, I'm a big talker, but Logan Couture. Uh, Logan Couture is a big ad. I mean, that's a, that is a great player, an unbelievable center back in your lineup. And that can make a difference. He may not score a ton of goals, but he cancels out. He's a very good defensive player. And I I don't, you know, don't overlook that. Um, and like, like, uh, Kim said, the Rangers have been playing kind of shitty as of late. So Rico, what do you got in this? I feel like the Sharks are like the Chicago Blackhawks lately. They're like an NFL team up 20 to 3 with like two and a half minutes left, and they're just playing prevent defense. It's like they might score on you once in a while, but they're not going to win. So, I mean, one thing they can do is just try not to get blown out, which seems like both teams have been kind of doing, not getting embarrassed out there. But to win outright, that's scary. But, man, Perlo is uh, – Pirtle thinks that the Rangers are going to regress a little bit. Don't tell your wife, Beard, or anything. But. Mm-hmm. Well, She's listening to the show good. live and chiming in. That's why I said that. The Rangers are going to kill them tomorrow night. Nothing to worry about. Yeah. 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 No, hopefully for Rangers fans, because tomorrow on tomorrow's show, if you lose, we're going to let you have it. 
Um, <laughs> just like you let Islanders have it when you go to MSG and you hear the whistles of Potvin sucks. Like I said, that's Only a great rivalry. Years. Get over it. <laughs> oh, occupancy. Who do you like here? You got to go with your home sharks now, right? <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I agree with you, Beard. I think Couture back in the lineup really adds, uh, you know, an important piece. You know, he makes good passes. He's a leader out there. Um, and I think even if he doesn't end up on the score sheet, he makes a big difference. Um, so one look I think I have for this game uh, is the Sharks plus one and a half. We're going to get a nice price for that. And the Sharks have covered the plus one and a half in four of the last five games, not including tonight. We'll see what happens. But uh, with that big of a favorite, if the Rangers win, they win. But if the Sharks can keep it a one goal game. That'd be good with me. Yeah. The, by the way, uh, the game that uh, occupancy is referencing is LA Kings, who have not been playing well themselves. They have 20 shots on goal to the Sharks seven, but it is zero zero. So just get just getting a guy like that in the lineup Make can really help. I want Stupet. <laughs> Kim, you're a cat person, then, huh? You're a cat person. You have no, a dog. I actually have a dog, but my my brother has three. Okay. But I, I I love all animals, so yeah. No, me too. I just can only live with dogs. So. I'm I'm sorry, Rico. Your cat looks like a, a s'more. <laughs> it's so it's cute. cute. <laughs> it looks like a little s'more. Yeah. Oh, Rico, you have three. You have three cats. Uh two now. Two. Okay. Oh, two now. Yeah. Sad face. But this um, cat looks like a little schmore, and it's so cute. <laughs> oh, that's a beautiful looking cat. Yeah, no, I haven't seen him before. Yeah. Oh, occupancy. Uh, did you finish your thoughts on? Um, I've seen that cat a bunch. It's, he walks his butthole in front of the camera all the time. That cat's, really? that cat's always on stream. Rico's <laughs> cats are on the show more than you are, Perlo. We can see his yeah. cats better. Yeah. <laughs> the one time I get my lighting perfect and I lose my freaking lighting. Oh, dude, it looks so good, too. It was the best you've looked in a week. It was so nice. Anyway, I appreciate you, Perlo. <laughs> Did you get to finish your thoughts on the Sharks game? I'm I, sorry. I did. I just uh, like the Sharks plus one and a half. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Perlo, how about you? I wish I I just can't do it with Kakinen and that. I just that guy is just terrible. I, uh, the Rangers aren't scoring very much. Oh, is he in that tonight? Is he in that tonight? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought Blackwood was in. No, Kakinen, wow. man. You seriously, yeah. LA shot twenty shots. This shows you how LA, how much people respected LA right now. <laughs> yeah, LA fans were like, when we were trashing on Lane, they were like, "Yo, now you know our, our pain right now." LA fans, well, are in, they have twenty shots of net to the Sharks eight against Kakinen. Ah, I would say, you guys. Oh, what Rico's cat just decided to get level. That is Calgary level shit. Totally did. Come on. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, if Blackwood's going to be a net, I might go with occupancy here because the Rangers just don't seem engaged at all. And that's why I took them to regress in the second half. They, what it looks like to me that um, Laviolette is really grinding them to play a solid five-on-five game, and they are totally resisting it, which they have done all along. They just want to win on the power play. When they want to float on the perimeter. That's what the Rangers have been doing for two years now, and everybody thinks that they're a great team when they're not. If you don't well, say they're, they're not bought into his system. 
Well, they, they, yeah. won't, they won't. They don't seem to want to buy into this system. They, like the Oilers didn't until Knobloch came out. For some reason, he had the magic potion. To, to I'll say this. <clears throat> the Rangers have been getting to the interior and higher danger scoring chances a whole lot more. Listen to Mr. Valaket. Unbelievable on MSG. They've been doing a great job this year. The problem with them more than anything is they're very streaky. It's a Benajad streaky scorer. And and all these other guys, Kako's been out, Lafreniere, they're not consistent of enough scores. They're getting goals from Panarin and Kreider and the usual suspects. They're just not – and Adam Fox, one the smartest player in the NHL, he has to be because he can't skate for shit, but he's unbelievably intelligent. He no, that's not me saying that. He's not a great skater. Listen to top guys, but he's. No, a, I just he's, love hearing it. It's just I love my fantasy team. I love him. I think he's a great. I love fantasy too, bro. <laughs> but he's, he's skater, you're right. but he's, he's but he's so smart. He makes up for it with his hockey IQ. He's one of the. If he's not the smartest defenseman in the NHL, I'd be. You know, he's right there. And they, though, they, they're getting scoring from those guys, but Keandre Miller's fall off a little bit, and. Uh, some of their secondary scoring, and you know they they miss Hedo a lot. That guy is super skilled. Yeah, uh, he's just uh, was training in Czechia. I think he's coming back. Okay, there you go. Anyway, Trocheck and Kreider have been doing fantastic. Zabonijad is still playing this perimeter game that I see. Anyways, Panarin's playing a little better. There's been a couple guys that have stepped up and and, and listened to, but the hat. You got to have a full team, and the full team still isn't listening, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't know why. They're better. They're I, better than they were last year, but they're still not good enough. I agree with with Water King over here. We talk about it with my fiance all the time. I don't know why they hype up Keandre Miller so much. <laughs> they're better with him in the lineup. He was unbelievable at the beginning of the year. I just his play has fallen off a little bit, and he's just not with Truba. That's why. Well, Anybody plays a true, but he doesn't have that Ang- like you know how I was talking about Angval with Trubin's no physicality. Andre Miller doesn't have any physicality either, and especially as a defenseman, that's something you need. But Troop is an anchor on anybody's line. He is so overrated, it's ridiculous. So uh if you got Miller there, then you're asking Miller to be the best defenseman on the team. Well, I wanna <laughs> give I want hey, I wanna end on a positive note. Uh, we do. We always do a, a round table. What 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 are your thoughts for the next thing? I'm just gonna finish. I'm just gonna say an unbelievable hire by the. Uh, and we'll we'll go around. We'll go me, Rico, occupancy, and then Perlo, and we'll finish with big time Kimmy Kim 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 in the crease. Thank you so much for joining us, Kim Isles Girl Three on Twitter. Uh, we so appreciate you. My my thought final thought is what an unbelievable hire by Lou Lamarillo. I love this Patrick Waugh hiring for the New York Islanders. If I didn't already love the Islanders and root for them because of Kim, it's it's an awesome thing. So super happy. Uh, oh, by the way, San Jose scored. That's why I reacted like that. I was like, yeah. no. San Jose Ireland. They they're not as bad as it. Uh, I'll tell you. Yeah. I'm going to give it to you fucking Rangers fans that are in here talking shit. Come back tomorrow when you lose to the when I bet plus two three maybe on the high five beard high fives. <laughs> Wait, oh yeah, good go. Let's go. Oh, Another beard, other way. <laughs> oh yeah, I figured it out. Okay, this is your military left, Jeremiah. Okay, uh, Rico, what are your final thoughts? 
My final thoughts, I'm wondering if Corey Perry's going to suit up before the All-Star game for the Oilers. But one thing you're going to get a guy for the Oilers is a guy that's going to produce in the playoffs. I think it's unreal that he signed in Edmonton. And I think a lot more teams than people thought were interested in Perry. I mean, he did his time, so he... He got drunk and messed up, made an advance at an NBC employee or whatever. I mean, that he's done his time. He's went right to Batman about it, and he was uh, able to sign with whatever team he wants. But I think a lot of teams would love to have Corey Perry. So he's going to play off the rest of the season, and then the playoffs are going to come around, and people are going to be watching the playoffs and be like, oh, Corey Perry plays for the Oilers. Oh, I totally forgot about that. And then he's going to be dominating, and he's just going to be a big plus in the bottom six for that Oilers team. Probably play on the second power play. But he's gonna he's gonna help Edmonton and what? Oh, yeah. that's for him, man. The guys, losing the, the guys final. losing the final. Help Edmonton lose the final. Corey Perry lost three straight finals. If Edmonton they makes lose. the final, I guarantee they lose. Not for the guy, but he's been in what four of the last six Stanley Cup finals, and people yeah. are gonna seem like he's gonna all be all a distraction. Yeah, is he gonna be a distraction in a room and stuff like that? But no, he's been on four separate teams in the last how many years? The guy's gonna fit seamlessly on that team with the Oilers, McDavid, and he'll he'll take the some of the smoke off McDavid a little bit too. Perry would be doing some of the interviews and stuff there, so you know it's. That's the thing I'm just kind of interested in and seeing how he fits on that team and stuff. So that's kind of my thought because we didn't talk about it tonight. So I know you love the Oilers beard and I'm glad. Well, you know, if you go to any about. other fucking channel on the internet, Rico, there's a whole goddamn thing called Oilers Nation. There are 900 shows about the Oilers every day. So you can go watch those ball lickers because they're on all the time. I'm just saying, like, if you want to talk Oilers, it's not hard to find them. They're everywhere. Uh, the daily face-off chat has been invaded by Oiler fans. And, uh, oh, we I talked about Patrick Waugh. We never talked about Perry. What else is in news? What else is interesting? No, no, I'm, no I'm just giving you shit. No, Rico, I, we, yeah, we did not talk about the Corey Perry thing because we had we had Kim on, and I really wanted to talk about the Patrick Waugh thing. I thought it was a bigger story. Uh, I it don't was. think it's a bad I didn't mention it until the end of the night. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad signing. It's a good signing. I would have liked to seen him go to Toronto for the chaos, but – it is what it is. Occupancy, final thoughts. Yeah, I mean, just generally speaking, uh, it's awesome to be on the panel. Thanks so much, Beard, for hosting. It was good to, you know, talk hockey. is my favorite sport by far. And, uh, yeah, a lot of different uh, opinions and different fanhoods and everything coming together. So that part's really nice. And I'm going to end with a hot take. And uh, I'm going to call, okay, the biggest untalked about, signing for a team trade Nikita Zadorov on the Nucks. This guy mm-hmm. is, this guy is balling out right now. Three hits tonight, 12 minutes of ice time, holding that team down with shutout, doing what they're supposed to be doing. And, and, you know, you get these blockbuster trades here and there, but how about bringing in a big defenseman who uh, locked down the, uh, San Jose just scored again, by the way. <laughs> so uh, we'll try that one, see how that one, one settles in. But uh, no, nah, stoked about the wall signing. I mean, that's that's unbelievably good. And, uh, you know, I think the Islanders go on a run, get back, in, you know, back in the playoff hunt. And uh, yeah, good stuff. Do it. Perlo, go ahead. Final thoughts. I remember when Zadaroff got traded to Vancouver, I said it might have been one of the best trades of the year because I, I just love that trade. That was fantastic. So I'm with you on their occupancy. As far as the Perry signing, I think it's fantastic for the Oilers and um, you were wrong. Again, I mentioned this before. You said that the Oilers tanked for 10 years. No, they didn't. Seven. Actually, okay. 
No, okay. they actually thought they were. Bye bye. Oh, <laughs> that's not true. Go ahead, they yeah. actually, they no, actually thought they were. Doing 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 it. It. It's, it's actually. Play the piano while you're saying this. It's actually yeah. worse than what you're saying. They actually thought they were good for five of those years. They didn't actually tank. So it took them five years to actually tank. Anyways, yeah, they were horrible. And I have nobody has beat the shit out of the Oilers more than me, as you already know. But I'm telling you now, the Oilers are going to be in the final season. That's it. And lose, hopefully. Ooh. We'll see. All right. Perlow calls it on the uh... – 22nd of January, the Oilers are making the finals. Okay. Yeah. I don't know about that take. I don't know about that take. Jimmy Kim Kim, final thoughts. That's a big, that's a big hot take in my opinion. But um, I can just, I'll just like go off with Zadorov. I know the Islanders were looking into him for a little bit, possibly to trade for him because of how well he's been doing with the Nucks. Um, Just uh, going off from there, uh, Perry signing. I thought the Oilers did a nice pickup there, honestly. Uh, but I mean, Islander standpoint, obviously, you know, um, I will say as an Islanders fan, this has reinvigorated my hope and my passion with my team with this WA signing because it's exactly what we needed. Um, I, I actually like I'm a big optimistic person. Like I see always see the glass half full. And I, I like I went off on Twitter after the Chicago game saying, like, I'm at my breaking point with this team. I can't stand this any longer. So honestly, the signing came at a time where it was most needed. Um, I'm glad to see Lou step up and do changes that were necessary. Uh, this fan base is reinvigorated, you know, excited, and we're we're ready to, you know, as Was said, make every game a playoff game. Every game is now from here counts so much, and the fact that our head coach now knows that he's willing to do all he can to get us there, it's. It means so much. And to hear press conferences that are actually press conferences, we have an idea of where this team is going. Uh, and New York Islander fans, we're excited. We're ready to go. And I'm excited to support this team going forward. And I'm hoping that we're able to make playoffs. I so appreciate you coming on, Kim. Uh, occupancy is so with you as an Islanders yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you don't know, if, if and when he can, Occupancy is going to be with us every Monday. We're mostly a gambling show because of Perlo and Rico and their amazing ability to, to do that. But Occupancy is pretty darn good himself. I am just a talking head uh, who likes to throw stupid stuff out there. But um, I love hockey and I love engaging with the fans. And tonight we had the biggest show we've had since we started this formulation of NHL Nightly in October. I really appreciate everybody. Andrew, you asked me so many times, when's Kim coming on? And she's on and you were late to the show. So go back and watch because she gave us some great stuff. Uh, I, of course, tweeted out last year her thing about Lane Lambert saying she didn't think it was a great move because it really wasn't a change of voice. We're now seeing that that didn't work out. It's really unfortunate to Lane. I think the Crazy. big thing was he cut his fucking hair. If he'd have just kept his hair, dude, you didn't respect it. You should have respected it while you had it. And I'm just saying, you should have kept the long hair. I appreciate everybody. Thank you so much to everybody in the chat. Uh, we will see you tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern. Peace.